Subscribe to The Leader on your favourite podcast provider to make sure you get the best commentary and analysis every day at 4pm. From the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Syria's brutal winter is approaching and the UK government's decided a group of British orphans of Islamic State supporters should come home. We actually have a duty to look after our own children and they are our own children, so whatever their parents may or may not have done, these children are completely innocent. The Standard's Martin Bentham on why this newspaper thinks it's the compassionate call. It's confirmed. 27 days of strikes on the Southwestern Railway Network over Christmas. Why we say it's unjustified. And... It's brilliant. I mean, it's such an institution in the theatre world. This is the 65th year. There'll be live updates and video on standard.co.uk. We preview the Evening Standard Theatre Awards. The Queen herself is coming. Well, Olivia Colman is... Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, why bringing British orphans back from Syria is the right thing to do. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Syrian winter is lethal. It can snow relentlessly for days. Temperatures fall below zero and stay there. The UN estimates 1.6 million refugees and displaced people in the country will endure the cold in makeshift tents without proper clothing. Among them are suspected jihadist fighters and their families, including children, some of them of British origin. Now the UK government has agreed to bring a number of orphans back here. It's a decision taken after months of consideration. The Standard says it's the right one. The announcement by the government that a number of British orphans whose parents were supporters of the Islamic State are to be repatriated from Syria is welcome news. Each of these unfortunate children is an innocent who deserves our sympathy and support, regardless of whatever crimes might have been committed by their parents. 
Another critical point to consider is that these orphans are only some among a much larger group of children born to British parents still stranded in Syria. The government should now press ahead with assisting others to return. Our Home Affairs editor Martin Bentham's with me. Martin, there may be some opposed to this decision by the government, but we're supporting it. It's the compassionate thing to do. Yes, and I think, well, first of all, we have a, we actually have a duty to really to look after our own children, and they are our own children, so whatever their parents may or may not have done, these children are completely innocent of any crime, any involvement in in what they've been unfortunately subjected to. So we, we have a legal duty. And of course, not only do we have a moral duty to look after our own children, but we also can't pass that on to somebody else. But the government had previously said that this wasn't going to happen, hadn't they? Well, I think the, the, the main problem was, and one of the big problems has always been, how to get these children out because of course it's easy for us to sit here and think oh let's just go in and fetch them but you have to be able to do that and if you're a minister for example sending an official you have a duty of care to those officials for example so just sending people into Syria obviously the the situation has has changed somewhat since the the fall of IS and since the uh, Turkish involvement and so on but uh, I think as much as anything it was a question of the practicalities because you can't just go and grab them you have to get the consent of the parents potentially or else the permission from the court to take people and uh, lots of perhaps tricky issues that at first sight don't seem quite so complicated as as they might be yeah and it's not just a case of the actual practicalities of bringing them back it's once they're here there's another load of challenges that have to be overcome isn't there well even more so actually because of course, they've had some horrendous experiences, many of these children. And yes, I mean, if, if you've had children who've been subjected to these horrendous experiences, being brought up in, in a war zone, probably hearing explosions and so on, obviously had a dislocated life in, in themselves. Some of them have lost their parents. And so, of course, there's a lot of reacclimatization to do and you've got to find safe places for them to be. Maybe there'll be some, some relatives in some cases, other, other times there may not be. And then they'll have to have new homes found for them which is always a difficult thing for any child in that situation never mind those who've been placed in a war zone so we have these children coming home but there are more i think save the children estimates around 60 children british children are are being held yes that's the figure that's been quoted we never had a figure from the the government and yes there are there are more children out there again there's a question of getting access access to them ensuring actually that they are who they who who people claim they are and so on and and therefore they should be coming here and then there's the practical issue of bringing them back and finding again safe places for them to rebuild their lives next the next train Twenty-seven days of strikes on the South Western Rail Network are going ahead over Christmas and New Year. We say it's unjustifiable. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. 
It's round now that Chris Rea starts driving home for Christmas, and this year a lot of other people will be joining him because the RMT unions confirmed it will press ahead with a strike on the Southwestern Railway Network over the festive period. In fact, it won't just be people going home that are affected, there will be thousands of commuters finding new routes to work over the 27 days of planned action, and our editorial column is appalled. The RMT union has made a lamentable decision to press ahead with its strikes in its seemingly never-ending dispute over the issue of guards on trains. The union, which has today won support from Labour for its militant stance, claims the disruption is necessary because it is not satisfied with the rail company's explicit assurances that its services will continue to run with both a driver and a guard. The reason is that under the company's plans, the latter's role would no longer include closing the train doors. The union deems this to be unacceptable in an act of unjustified intransigence that seems, as critics allege, more about maintaining its ability to bring services to a halt than any genuine concern for passenger welfare. Commuters will be dismayed and the union should think again. There is no excuse for this strike. Now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Evening Standard uh, Theatre Awards. The gang I have the privilege of being a little part of in the inheritance. Matthew Lopez. The winner of this year's Evening Standard Award for Best Actor is the one and only... This Sunday, it's the Evening Standard Theatre Awards, one of the biggest events in London's showbiz calendar. This year, it's at the Coliseum and will be hosted by the good fight actress, Kush Jumbo. Uh, digital arts editor Jesse Thompson is here. Jesse, it's Hello. always exciting, but today we've revealed some of the presenters who are going to be there on stage, and the, we've got some really big names, haven't we? Yes. So in today's paper, we've announced we've got um, Olivia Coleman will be at the Theatre Awards this Sunday presenting an award. Um, I think um, we've all been watching The Crown recently. Mm-hmm. Um, she's She's the queen, but she's also... The Queen. Um, and also um, coming to the Theatre Awards, we've got Lashana Lynch, who's recently been announced. She's going to be in James Bond, but she was also in one of the plays, which is shortlisted, Ear for Eye by Debbie Tucker Green. So the worlds of theatre and film have collided. Um, who else? Taryn Egerton will be there from the, um, Rocket Man this year. Um, trying to think. Ruth Wilson from his dark materials so um yeah it's really exciting it's all huge names very much of the moment ruth wilson you mentioned there Olivia yes. coleman lashana lynch is going to be huge when that bond film comes out next year uh this is really the, the stand it really shows the standard awards are a major event in theater aren't they we've got lots of um People who have uh, who won last year will will be around joining the party, so they won't be sitting there feeling as nervous this year. They can relax and enjoy themselves. Um, obviously, uh, a big new opening on Broadway has been the Inheritance um, in the past week or two. So that won Best Play last year, and um, now it's in New York. So keep an eye out on who, on who wins, and yeah. those are going to be the, the big names that are coming up. What's it like there at the awards itself? Now, clearly, you're going to be very professional and journalistic <laughs> and covering everything, obviously. But 
Is it a fun Always. award ceremony? Always. It's brilliant. I mean, um, it's such an institution in the theatre world. This is the 65th year. As you mentioned, thank you very much, we will be covering on the night live. Um, there'll be live updates and video on standard.co.uk and at the Standard Arts, which is our Twitter account. Um, the hashtag is ES Theatre Awards. Um, got to get yeah, the hashtag in. Got to get the hashtag. Um, there's also, there'll be some surprises on the night. Um can't say what they are yet but um some performances um and yeah um it's the the theater ceremony which i feel like is a is a true institution you know the history of the awards it goes back 65 years and it must be great to see some of those really big names just just milling about being being people rather than yeah. up on the big screen as well is that still exciting for you you know you've done so many of these things you met so many of these people but is it still exciting to get a glimpse of people like last year Ian McKellen or Phoebe Waller-Bridge was yeah there? it's quite surreal to see everybody um sitting down and having dinner um and also you know the the nerves that come with something like this everyone's waiting to find out if they've won if they're gonna have to go on stage kind of reminds you that uh, you know these are our best stars our our theater talents but they also get nervous and worried about what's gonna happen on the night and that's the leader. As Jesse said, you can find out who's won what at the awards with our live coverage at standard.co.uk on Sunday. On Monday, if you haven't done so already, try out our audio bulletins on smart speakers. There's a new one delivered at 7am every weekday. And of course, the leader itself will be back next week at 4pm. Listener.